Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny. I am here with my co-host, Giant Skyhawk. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I got. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna show something to the people real quick. I got something very cool in the mail, actually, that I think. Uh, okay, I'm here the, for it. The, you get? the people will appreciate. Uh, you won't be able to see this. Until uh, yeah, until that's I, why I have to ask, I, and also I, the audio listeners. Until I probably know. show you later. Uh, this is listen. This is a treat for if you showed up on YouTube. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. This, this is a quarter century secret rare of Olzar Lars. And uh, let me <gasps> oh, tell you, that is be, nice. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be showing up oh, in a uh, decklist. Oh wait, tour. actually, um, stall for me while I go. I picked up a quarter century this weekend too. Oh okay. Oh, is this a? <laughs> let me guess. Uh, does this have anything? Does this rhyme with uh, schmolcanic schmel? No. <laughs> well, uh, listeners of the uh, podcast, uh, what do you think this is? Because uh, I'm very curious. Hold on, I'm I bet you. I'm I think I think it's volcanic shell. It's not. It's not. It's not volcanic shell. Oh, uh, is it Heart Earth Dragon? No, you keep guessing wrong, though. It's very funny. Okay, I'll, uh, don't you worry. I'll keep guessing wrong. Uh, my guess is it's going to be... Oh, what if it's, um... What if it's X-Tox Hydra? The, 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 so... It's much less exciting than anything that you've said. But I think it's a beautiful card, and the listeners have already seen it, so I'll go ahead and tell you. I picked up a copy of the obelisk. Ooh, that is very nice, actually. It's those it's, from it's the, way uh, sicker. Those were yeah. the twenty fifth collection, right? The little mini box. It was way sicker than I was prepared for it to be, so I had to get it. That's so. fabulous. 
Speaking debt of debt or not, this is worth owning. Okay, <laughs> fair. So I was gonna say, uh, speaking of sick, um, here are some very sick sponsors. Absolutely. So, uh, much, much, much differently from last episode, I'm going to fly through our sponsors because I don't need to spend 15 minutes on it. I'm very sorry I did that last time. Okay. So, of course, a huge thank you to all of our wonderful sponsors. Of course, we're going to thank, we're going to go ahead and say, uh, it's all affiliate links. So, there's affiliate links down below for everything. But, of course, uh, we want to thank, as always, ETB Games and Steel Fox Games uh, for their continued support of the podcast. Uh, by the way, the case tournament at ETB Games was a lot of fun. It was very good. I absolutely encourage you to come out to our next one, which will be held for the Age of Overlord case tournament. So for Age of Overlord, put it on your calendars in Alexandria. There's a case tournament for Age of Overlord. If you're within a few hours, if you're in like East Texas or something, it's only like a couple of hours. So put that on your calendars. Uh, of course, in addition to Steel Fox and ETB Games, we also, of course, want to thank Dragon Shield for their support there for Late Link, TCG Player. Uh, we also want to thank, of course, Gem Accessories and, of course, Tier Zero Games. There are affiliate links, and you do get a discount for using an affiliate link on all of those except for TCG Player. TCG Player, you just click before you shop, and it helps us out. But anything else, you should get, a, at the very least, a discount. I think, maybe, is Dragon Shield an actual discount? I don't remember. I believe it is. I don't think... Okay, it might be also a discount. We'll find out. I'm not. Sh- I think I'm. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, and regardless, uh, be sure to check all of those out. And if you are looking for custom sleeves, you can of course get custom sleeves now on Dragon Shield as well. Also, the last thing to plug, we do of course have our Teespring store where you can actually get a Top Cut Podcast hoodie or T-shirt with the album art on it. Uh, I actually met someone at nationals who had gotten the hoodie and i was shocked by how good the quality was if i'm being completely honest it was really really nice so if that is something that you are interested in especially considering hopefully soon there's like a variety of colors too there's like i think there's like five different colors on each one and hopefully soon we'll have the um you know cold enough weather to justify a hoodie but with that said, of course, let's go ahead. We're going to thank all of our wonderful patrons, of course. You got uh, it. <laughs> extra, extra episode every week at the end of every ep- extra episode every week and name at the end of the episode uh, if you are interested in that. So with that said, let's go ahead and get on into today's content. See, I kept the ad read at like two minutes. That's Yeah, you know that, that was pretty solid. Uh, I, th- I think you did yeah. a good job. Yeah, yeah, I've only been doing it for like two and a half years. So That's I yeah. finally get used to it. <laughs> All right, so I think we're going to jump around a bit here from the actual order that is on the, that is on the, like all of our information comes from YG organization. So I think we're going to jump around quite a bit from the actual YG org page because some of these things are more relevant than others and some things lead us into new, lead us into more relevant things. So Mm -hmm. uh, I want to start, of course, with the world championship. I think that this is probably the most relevant information to the vast majority of people that actually care. And not only that, but we really did hype up this huge announcement for uh, for the big countdown timer. Uh, that's on us. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, no, that's, it's not just on us. Come on now. We got. Okay, uh, we got. We got to blame. Like, I, I, we're, we're going to send a, just a little tiny bit of the blame to House of Champs. No shade. 
Uh, but <laughs> I think that the, the uh, yes, there are a few good reasons to have maybe seen that the timer couldn't have been something big. The biggest one I saw was that it was like it's an OCG only website. All the announcements on that were for the OCG. Uh, and for those yeah. who don't know what the announcement was, they did announce a big event at the Tokyo Dome in February as like a 25th anniversary thing. Yes. In addition to that, they also announced uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters, The Legend of Duelist 25th. Oh, okay. That's what this is. Okay. That is the tournament. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't realize that was the name of the tournament. Yep. Um, but this is The Legend of Duelist 25th. This is at February 3rd and 4th in 2024. So for the 25th anniversary of Yu-Gi-Oh! They are, of course, doing a Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament in Japan. This will be a very big, very, very major tournament in the Tokyo Dome, like you said, Skyhawk. The Tokyo mm-hmm. Dome has a lot of significance within the Yu-Gi-Oh card game, but also Japanese culture as a whole. Uh, this is a big deal. It's a very big deal. And uh, I'm excited that this is where they're at. I'm not excited that they blew the entire budget on just the Tokyo Dome and they couldn't really do anything cool for the world, but whatever. Yeah, it's like the, the only announcement that we got other than that was for Rush Duel coming to Duel Links. And do not get me wrong, right. it's, ve- it's very cool that we are going to have somewhat of an official way to play that format that isn't the Switch game. But it's also... Yeah, it's, it's kind of lame. Terribly disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> but, and Sevens. Uh, like, uh, sevens sevens is, is Rush Duel. I thought Sevens was its own thing, and then there was also Rush Duel. I thought Sevens was like its own universe. Both of those statements are correct. Um, seven, you play Rush Duel oh. is what is played in Sevens, but but like I thought it's, Sevens it's was its like, own uh, unique world with lore, and it is. It was, and they played regular Yu-Gi-Oh in it. No, and then was, there was a separate series or whatever for Rush Duel. I didn't realize that Rush Duel was no. the thing for Sevens. Rush, I, I Rush Duel, Rush Duel is Sevens. Yep. We've gotcha. made it. Okay. That's how that's how much we they got have there. cared about Rush Duels in, in the TCG regions. Is, right, is exactly. That and and would... I'm going to be honest. I think Rush Duel is cool. I'm cool with not getting Rush Duel here. That doesn't bother <laughs> me. It, it really doesn't. I, I really, really, I think Rush Duel is a cool concept. And it's like a cool reboot of Yu-Gi-Oh! in a way. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if we are going to sacrifice the support that we are hopefully going to get for say Edison format or Time Wizard in general, in favor of Rush Duels, I would rather just have Time Wizard, right? If they were gonna, if they came That's to fair. me and they said, "We'll give you a ton of Rush Duel cards and Rush Duel support and new Rush Duel, um, you know, all, Rush Duel printings of cards," we'll give you Rush Duel, or we can give you tailor-made products for Time Wizard, and it will essentially facilitate certain cards in time wizard format getting cheaper i would say give me that one right but i don't know i'm not i guess there's already so many ways to play Yu-Gi-Oh for me that adding another one is just i don't care that's fair i already want to play speed duel and don't i already want to play speed duel and i don't have the time or budget to facilitate another game 
I already want to play One Piece. I don't have the time or budget to facilitate another game. <laughs> I don't want to have to yeah. play Rush Duel and essentially have to do it again. I just, I'm good. But yep. I do think the cards are very cool and beautiful. Yeah, I think we could borrow some. <sighs> I think we could borrow some of the, like, kind of, like, full art-ish concept from, from that. I think the card frames are very cool. But yeah, could be could be tricky to implement. I will say that I, I I think that it's a good step in the right direction for card design in Yu-Gi-Oh as well. So, all right. Uh, the next thing to uh, talk about here, let's talk about the World Championship prize cards and play mats. Uh, I know this is not like a, a huge thing, but it is kind of cool to see the play mats that they got for the like for example. For the Duel Links, they got a playmat featuring Yuya and Odd Eyes Raging Dragon. For Master Duel, they got a playmat featuring Blackwing Full Armor Master of all things, which I'm I'll, I'll I'll say it, it's cool, right? And for the TCG slash OCG, they got a mat featuring Gage uh, Brigio, the Waterfront War Beast, uh, which is the second place prize card. My, and and the first ever dinosaur prize card for all of us uh, dinosaur fans in the chat. Are you this sure is, it's the first ever? This is this is one? the first for worlds. This is the first ever dinosaur prize card. I went, believe you me, I went through the list. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Hey, we take those. Uh, so for those of you wondering, Gate Bridgio, the Waterfront War Beast is a light dinosaur level 7, 25,000. <laughs> We're hitting the effect. <laughs> Cannot be special summon. Requires three dinosaur tributes to a normal summon. Cannot be normal set. If this card's actually point directly reduced to a lot points to zero, you win the match. Much to uh, the counter of what that guy on Twitter commented. Uh, no, this card's still very good because it says you win the match, not the duel. So... Yeah. Uh, however, uh, the guy uh, th on Twitter card... was legitimately saying, "Man, this card's not even that good. There are other cards that are just better. Of course, if you reduce our life points to zero, you win." Yeah, there there was a guy on Twitter saying that, and I get that it's Twitter, but come on, dude. Yeah. Be well, so and and the other thing is, is that the the conversation is kind of silly. Mm -hmm. uh, these cards are not legal for play. Uh, they explicitly say on the cards cannot be used in a duel. Yep. Uh, absolutely. As as for that exact our, reason. All of all of the match winner prize cards say that, except for exactly Victory Dragon, because it was legal. Which was point. not a which was not a prize card. Exactly. Yep. The uh, and then the other one for first place. There's also mats featuring these cards, and I, I got to say the, the Gate Bridgeo mat is is just beautiful. But the uh, yes, it the, is the card for first. Do you think place... that? Do you think that you could get that if you wanted to? I I mean, you could probably reach out and see how much it would go for. The mat would be within reach. The the you think so? The the card absolutely not. <laughs> um, the yeah, the card there's zero chance in hell. Um, so the, <laughs> the first place card is Masterful Magician, Servant of the Sanctuary. So as always, it's kind of like a dark magician retrain in a way. Mm -hmm. But you know. It, which first place is not always the Dark Magician retrain. Sometimes it's Blue Eyes, but it's always something like that. Well, and sometimes. Well, okay, late, I say late, always. Yeah, it's in the last ten years. Yeah, I'd say I'd say the other frequent things is usually they're they're based on something as part of the uh, uh, as part of the region that the event is hosted in. So, for example, Gatebridge. Yes, that, uh, that was referenced to Gatebridge. 
Um, the, 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 I think the funniest example of that is, um, I believe it was when it was in Vegas. Uh, it was, uh, Grandopolis, the, uh, the, the city or whatever. It's a gigantic machine turtle and it literally just has the city as the shell. Um, there's, there's a couple of different, uh, different really good ones in terms of like the location. Some of the older ones are just like whack designs. Like, like they're just like, <laughs> just at, like, if you're looking from like 2010 to 2005, there's some weird stuff in there. <laughs> there really is. It, it's yeah. bad. Uh, by the way, this Grandopolis one, this is sick. I don't it's know. It's really you mean. cool. No, it's, uh, no, I didn't say it was dumb. I said it was awesome. Oh, okay. Just, I'm just saying that that's, that's what it, like, that's what it is. Is, is a lot of the time they're yeah. based on, on something about the region that it's held in rather than something else. Yeah, there, there has been some. There's been some weird ones over the years. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I want to say, the ones from like 2003. No, the, here's what I'm thinking of: 2004, the Yu-Gi-Oh oh. World Championship in 2004. First place was a card called Ulevo. Yep. And Ulevo, which has never been reprinted, is a very weird card. But at the end of the day, I heard a rumor that this card actually came up for sale at one point, and it sold more or less in a private auction for somewhere in the neighborhood of like eighty grand. It's it. I do. I feel like I do remember hearing that at some point. Especially these old ones; they just don't exist. Like there's almost right. no opportunity to ever find them. Um. I do have so. something that I want to say about one of the playmats that I think is just funny. So the Dual Links mat features Yuya and, and Odd Eyes Raging Dragon. And for those who are not kept up with the, the Dual Links meta, which I'm only kind of in and out of every now and again, I, I really, I just pick the game up whenever there's new dino support. Um, they just right. released... So so Dual Links, I think, is making a push to try to keep people in, especially because of um, the, the Rush Duel announcement. So this is very funny. They just really they dropped a massive ban list on Sunday. So like l- like less right. than 24 hours after the event. And Odd Eyes Raging Dramid is limited one. So they <laughs> so, so they literally they put they put a card on the mat and they're like the next day, yeah, it's limited one now. So if you're playing this card, you you can't play anything else at limited one. <laughs> and I just I thought that was very funny. <laughs> That's about oh, it. Oh. By the way, Mm-hmm. There is a there's a promotional giveaway happening right now. Ah, on you should go Twitter. To that, actually, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. You don't want to lower your chances of winning. <laughs> it's not even that. I don't want to. I don't want anybody to miss their opportunity. Yeah, uh, that's so true. I, I'm not actually. trying to like cut off the conversation we were having. Mm-hmm. But there is a Yu Gi Oh tcg tweet that is entered to win a set of Yu-Gi-Oh world championship series 2023 souvenir cards reply to this post with your favorite moment from the live stream and with the hashtags um so you must be a resident of the united states district of columbia or canada and you know be 18 or older or whatever and five people will be randomly selected uh to win one set of two souvenir cards so you That's, get a dark uh, magician girl and a and a magic cylinder. The the dark magician girl is a is a brand new artwork, right? 
if I recall. No, it is not. But regardless, well, technically they're both brand new artworks, I think, because these artworks look like they have something on them, but I think that might just be them trying to that show that the... it's a quarter century secret rare. Yeah, that's most likely it. Because these are both quarter century secret rares, and mm. I'm just going to say, please, if you go on and you win the sweepstakes and you win one of these, don't take the first offer that comes about because these selling as a pair are going to sell for a, 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 an obscene amount of money. I mean, an obscene amount of money. So, uh, trust me, I've won two of them before and <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's right. Don't. Cause you ended up with, uh, it was United We Stand and Joan that you got. I, I got both of those. Yes. Because, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> People didn't enter. There was less people entered really than yep. there were, you know, they didn't even give them all out, I don't think. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. They, yeah. Or if they, if they did, you're, you had like an 80% odds of winning. And then it wasn't until they did uh, Palladium, Oracle, Magician, and Blue Eyes Alternative that everybody really hopped on it. But, mm -hmm. I mean, these, the, those went for, I sold my United We Stand for 1900 and uh and like another 50 in trade and then i sold my guardian angel joan actually i traded it for 2300 now they're worth a lot less but these are going to be worth a lot more because it's dark mm -hmm. magician girl and if you have the set and there's only five of them that's true well, you know do we anyway. uh do we want to talk some about uh we've talked a lot about kind of the the adjacent stuff at worlds but do we want to talk a little bit about what happened um like, uh, the, the yeah ab absolutely for sure uh, so, so uh yeah dual links uh i believe uh, i think it's tokido is the name of the person who won i may be totally wrong about that um that format was very cool uh, TCG, obviously, uh, Polly Aronson won with Dragon Link uh, and uh, beat I'm Juan just going to let you know, I playing... don't know the names of all the winners. <laughs> That's what I'm here I know Polly, and, uh, and I know Quantal Think, Enzo, and Josh Schmidt, but I don't know you mean, the Link's winner. You mean, uh, so Enzo was top eight in TCG. Uh, you're thinking of Emery, who was their teammate for uh, Master Duel. Emery, you are correct. Yeah. And, I know, it's uh, a different four-letter E name, I'm sorry. Shoutouts to... <laughs> That's true. Shout outs to Juan um, uh, for for taking it all the way with Sword Soul. You literally took my girl and Mo Yi. If, if my girl and Mo Yi went to Worlds, uh, <laughs> that's huge, a huge result. Uh, and I'm yeah. going to mail, I'm going to get that guy's P.O. box and I'm going to mail him my sleeves that say normal summon Mo Yi. <laughs> Shout uh, out to Juan Mateo. I remember you mentioned earlier that you wanted to talk about this with the with the formatting for for Master Duel because I think the thing to talk the most about is yeah. how Master Duel was presented. Um, so to be to I, be quite frank, Master Duel was the most fun thing to watch this year. Yes, it was. As far as I'm concerned, the Master Duel was the most fun and enjoyable viewer experience. But personally, I don't think there's a moment in the entirety of the I, I don't think there's a moment anywhere within the scope of the entire stream or experience for me personally that equals up to watching Polly just like cradling the trophy with all the confetti. Um for me 
this is the first time that an American has ever won Worlds. And so in my head, this is something that... To me, this is something that in my head, I had resigned to saying it it was never going to happen. And while I do... While I know that there's always a chance, because America obviously has great players, it's one of those things that... It's like that that NFL team that makes a deep playoff run every year but never takes it home. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, ah, it's just, it feels like it's been closed so many times and just never come to fruition, right? Um, Billy Brake said it best live on the podcast. For the first time, an American has won the world championship. I have dreamed of this moment my entire dueling career. Um, I mean, Billy Brake was moved to tears, right? I was I was at my locals. It was four o'clock in the morning. We all stayed at locals. The shop owner let us. He stayed there with us. And even though he's not really like that into Yu-Gi-Oh, he stayed there with us so that we could all just watch the live stream together in the shop until four o'clock in the morning. And that, that is cool. I will say that is cool. Yeah. I, I listen. I love my. I love. There's a reason that I plug my shops every time I come on. They're the best. So. But at the end of the day, you know, having that experience all together, we're all sitting down, we're all hanging out, playing Edison format, watching the games. And it's just, it will be one of the best experiences of my Yu-Gi-Oh, of my time playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Hanging out late, playing Yu-Gi-Oh, watching the world championship. And that's the first world championship that I've ever sat down and really watched intently like that. Um, I mean, since I came back, it's the first one I've had. And before, they didn't really live stream them like they used to, like they do now. Or at least like when I stopped playing, they didn't live stream them like I do now. But even when I got back into the game, that was one of the first things I did was check the results. And like, oh, well, I mean, you know, I got out 10 years ago almost. I did it. Have we won Worlds yet? Nope. Okay. It just doesn't happen. You know, I don't, a TCG player hadn't even won since 2014. Right. So I, I know that to most people, it's like, it's just some height that most of us will never attain, but it makes it feel attainable. You know, does that sound crazy? Uh, yes. Fair enough. <laughs> I uh, I I guess I can't relate. Obviously, I'm not from the United States, uh, and as a Canadian, uh, we've already won worlds. So, uh, yeah, you got the 2014 uh, one. Uh, I don't think it was 2014. It would have been Sahabi. It was, thir- it, was the- it was Sahabi. It was 13 much- or 14. It was Sahabi much earlier than that, wasn't it? It. Um, who was it? Slim YGO that posted the chart. I yeah, I believe it was uh, Javi World. Because Sahabi was oh he was the most recent it must it was 2014 never mind okay yeah you are you are totally right it was 2014 I thought it was earlier for some reason I'm getting old um so I don't know all the you know I don't know all the yeah what you call I, it but I, I mean you had it, the one guy in 1516 that went back to back that's crazy yeah that's true that's wild back to back world championships is is silly. 
Um, I, I do think, I think more than, um, more than it being like a, a US winner for the first time, uh, the entire top eight was TCG players. Uh, four of them from, from EU, yeah. two of them from Latin America. Importantly, the only two players who were allowed to go from Latin America and South America, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I thought there the, was, I thought there was four nope. players that went from. Uh, nope. There only were only two players there were went from only, all of Latam. There were there were only two of them that who who qualified who were able to go. Um, not able to go, but that's like, insane. Those are, the, those are the only slots that they had. Both of them made top four, and one of them made finals. So I, a lot of people have been wow. making the very valid point. You gotta give them more slots. Like the the if they yeah if they, for sure. Like if they can compete that well in the world stage, you have to give them more spots. Um. It reminds yeah, me. Uh, uh, it's it crazy. Re- it reminds me a lot of. Um, for any Evo also happened this weekend, which was very funny that the Yu-Gi-Oh World Championships in Evo also happened. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Arslan Ash, uh, where a lot of people didn't really consider an entire reason until Arslan started just sweeping people. Um, he's from uh, Pakistan, and uh, he's essentially like the the best Tekken player in the world, and it basically yeah. showed up out of nowhere. Because nobody was paying attention to the region. And this to me seems like we should probably start paying attention. <laughs> I think <laughs> now that now that you have people performing that well. Um one one yeah, final point. I mean, it it's almost it's similar to Andres Torres, right? I I have friends that have been watching the competitive scene to an extremely, extremely like narrowed degree, right? I mean I mean very intently keeping up. And still somehow, I say that, right? I, to me, they they have very intently kept up. And even to them, I say Andres Torres is one of the greatest players. And they go, who's Andres Torres? You know? So, I, I think what you're saying, there's a lot of truth to it. In that some people just don't realize how great some of the Latin American players are. And even worse, I think they discount a lot of their tournaments just because there are less people but they have to understand that the quality of play at those tournaments is so ridiculously high similar to it so actually i I was of all people uh, i talked to rafael nevin and paolo about this and we had a whole conversation when we were at ycs niagara there was only 800 people I mentioned, I was like, that's crazy. YCS Niagara is 800 people. And there's a regional in LA this weekend that's bigger. And they said, yeah, but it doesn't matter. I said, what do you mean? They said, nobody's going to nobody's gonna freak out if you win a regional. It doesn't matter how many people there are. If you win a YCS, people know your name. And that's why at every single YCS... All of the, if there's a YCS, it doesn't matter where it is or how many people are expected to be there. The if you go, the, the the competitors are going to go to the YCS. They're not going to go to the regional. Yeah. They're going to the YCS, which is why the YCS is. It doesn't matter where that you are, have that reputation. Very true. So overall, I think that while there is a a discussion to be had about the Latin American players events having less the, the latin american events having less players i think that especially when you look at ycs's and things of that sort the overall quality of those players is so ridiculously high and that often gets overlooked so mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's a reason that even though they have YCSs in Cancun and Bogota and Rio and Argentina and Peru, that they have YCSs in all these places, you don't see Americans win all of them, right? You might see one go over there and win maybe every couple of years, but for the most part, every time you have that American or Europeans, like they all fly down there to play in those events, they go because it's pretty, not because they think it's easier. Yeah, notably, that's, that's what I was. That's what I was told by, you know, people that fly out there. Notably, uh, Jesse posts all the time about trying to complete the Infinity Gauntlet. It's the only region Jesse Cotton has not won a YCS in. So <laughs> also if, true, and he, it's it's not for lack of trying. It's definitely not. He's been in finals. I think I think once for uh, for South America, but I think it's actually twice, maybe because if, if was, he, he he got second place four times guy, last year. But that guy is ridiculous. I don't, he got second place at three YCSs and Worlds. His consistency is just mind-boggling. Uh, anyway. Uh, I, I, in my opinion, he's probably the GOAT. But Speaking of Jesse Cotton, I, I, well, so it's, it's Paul, interesting. But Polly has an argument for that, too. But uh, I, I think somebody like Joshua Schmidt might start to be having an argument. Um, I would agree with that. But, uh, I would agree with that. Speaking of speaking of Jesse and uh, Joshua Schmidt, uh, that was the uh, Bastard Duel Finals matchup. Uh, <laughs> and when we say finals, we mean the final matchup of finals. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's final matchup of finals. But So the Master Duel format, we talked about it on a previous episode, so I won't go too deep into it. It was 3v3. The teams for the finals are, were Team 7, which is a Naruto reference for those who are not aware. Um, ah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> Jesse posted that they couldn't decide on the team name, so they just went with a Naruto reference because it was what they could agree on. Um, and that's, I mean, that's fair. So, so the team was uh, Raymond Die, who was the person who qualified, uh, who won the last YCS Niagara, and has also won a previous YCS on Sky Striker. Uh, Ryan Yu, and he also got second at another YCS recently. Oh, that's right. You're totally right about that. Um, and he uh, might have honestly been in the world's points playoff too. Ryan Yu, who is already Dragon Duel world champion, um, but I'm uh, playing. I think it was Burn. Uh, <laughs> very funny. So Canada actually does have two worlds wins. If you can't that, um, no, that's the, true. That is true. The um, and it has topped unbelievable amount of events. Um, if only and- Dragon Duel still existed. And yeah, true. And uh, Jesse Cotton. So that's an unbelievable team on its face. The other team is Joshua Schmidt, uh, who needs no introduction. Has won many uh, YCS and uh, and huge uh, event in his two. top many. Uh, I'm pretty sure he has more than that. I, I'm talking about two. wins. Tops, he's got like eight. Oh yeah, but... just a, a huge lineup of them. But this is somebody who's who's been around for ages. Has played against uh, Billy yeah, Brake sure. in a couple finals, um, and uh, and then Quantal Think, who many people may know as the meme guy from YouTube, who like showed up in a Farfa stream every once in a while, but who is a an extremely legit player uh, in the world in the world's qualifiers for Master Duel. They were second place in points or third place in points in the EU region, just barely behind Joshua Schmidt. Uh, I would and, also like to point out it's not ju- that's. Being third in the region is not his only accomplishment. Yeah, no. Uh, so not only has does Quantal have like event tops, uh, Quantal has also won uh, multiple uh, <laughs> multiple MCS events. So they're like an extremely accomplished master duel player, which is super important. Also, shoutouts to uh, Steve Cox. 
<laughs> also, Quantal think got second place at the room at the second remote duel EU YCS yep. playing B Trooper. Yes, exactly. Um, so. they're they're definitely a jank connoisseur. And so the other person, not a lot of people are familiar with, and I wasn't at the start, but uh, Emery is is an accomplished player in the EU. People there yes. know who Emery is. Uh, plays a lot of control decks. Uh, and uh, I think he they, has. I think he said in an interview recently he has like three third place finishes at ycs either three or four yeah and uh they played uh, labyrinth and um uh, labyrinth and exosister but living up to the hype uh yeah. the the one bit of master duel is with that i want to say is if you watch no other part of the world stream you need to oh, watch yeah. joshua schmidt's um it was the last match in, in top four. So in semifinals, the last match Joshua Schmidt played, it, he was playing, uh, one of his decks was Naturia Runic. Um, yes. And the Runic cards have some hits in, in, in Master Duel, so it's an interesting choice for sure. But um, his his opponent was playing Melfi Sprite, and they put up an absolutely ridiculous board. And I was watching it live with uh, our good friend, uh, Caitlin. And uh, we... We were both like, I I said, there's no way. There's no possible way that, that this board gets broken. It's too good. And Caitlin was like, no, 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 just watch. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and and it is a beautiful, it is maybe one of the most beautiful board breaks I have ever seen. And it, it, it as much as Runic Fountain frustrates me, the engine is so sick at going second. Uh, it is a... I'm telling you. It is a... It, w- it was beautiful to watch. And so I definitely recommend going to watch that game, if nothing else. And you can do that in Master Duel because they have made all of the replays available in Duel Live. And that is cool as hell. Base. <laughs> That's really, really sick. You can There's just an interface. You can go and find those replays. That, to me, is the way you generate esports hype. And I think that's awesome. Agreed. I would also like to say... It was very funny. There was a moment where Josh activated Naturia Mole Cricket. Mm, mm-hmm. And then he ashed his own Mole Cricket. Yep. and uh, Just to get it off the field. Yep. If you want a more detailed explanation about this, I think Joshua Schmidt came out later and was like, I just wanted to end the match because my teammates had already won. But it's it's actually, like, if you dive into Mm-mm. it, it's, it's like a genius play. Because, because that, that wasn't it. Because yeah. he said, "Y'all can stop hopping the Ashel Mole Cricket. I should, I should just not have brought it back in the first place. That play just fixed the mistake I had made." Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. I, I might be thinking so, of the. I might be thinking of uh, finals. I might be thinking of uh, Jesse and Josh. But yeah, it was it was to prevent. You probably have better insight into this. It was to prevent his opponent from being able to make Zeus, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Because if because the Xyz they had at the time uh, could have uh, I think it it, it was um, Onibimaru um, could, they could have attacked into the Mole Cricket and then made Zeus, but um, the other monster that Joshua Schmidt which had would have out, cleared the Runic cards exactly. But the other monster was too big for the Onibimaru to crash with. Uh, yes. So uh, so ashing the Mole Cricket <laughs> prevented the Zeus. It didn't end up mattering because uh, his his uh, teammates pulled it out. But it was just the the it's a beautiful game. Go watch it. I I have to say, okay, all right, I'll say it. I'll say it. I say this 
respectfully because all this time we've talked about it and it just now occurred to me that we haven't talked about this yet. This whole time we've been talking about worlds, we haven't talked about the presentation. I was just going to go there. Take it away. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to be as fair as possible with all of the information that I have. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know <laughs> when when Sunny comes in and is like Sunny Sunny is tends to be uh, Sunny tends to be pretty generous to people right so when you hear yes. him lay out I am going to be as fair as possible no this one, is ridiculous you, you know what this means <laughs> this is ridiculous it looks like they went and played in my high school cafeteria. <laughs> Then they had to put extra blinds in the background because the light was too bright. <laughs> Ridiculous. How do you let your world championship be played in those conditions? And listen, again, I'll be as fair as possible. My understanding is that the venue they had booked for this canceled at the last second, right? And I guess... But why? I think, why is this the solution? Why did you go to the public library and rent out the study rooms? Why was that the solution? Yeah, and like this is ridiculous. Let's say let's say on the off chance that 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 ends up needing to be the solution in the short term, right? Let's say that's that's where you end up. Put some decorations on the walls, like. Make it uh, I, not brand even the that. place Yu-Gi-Oh. Give, give them real play mats. Okay. To, to be fair, that was probably the most ridiculous part of it all. Like, this is a company and, that has made record profits in large part yes. because of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, almost seven hundred million dollars last year. And 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 they have to have Jessica Robinson be worried that her acrylic nails are going to break the playmats they're playing on at the world championship. Yes. That is unreal. <laughs> and it, so they weren't paper, which is something because on the pictures, they looked like paper playmats, but come on, dude, you have to have some kind of, I, I love the, uh, I, I love the apologetics on that, by the way. Of the no 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 it's totally okay it's totally fine it wasn't paper it wasn't paper it was just really 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 thin like that makes it yeah. much better <laughs> oh my God. I, I just I can't fathom it I I think that there's so much more that could have been done for example they clearly had a venue for something and even if you want to say, okay, okay, but it's day one, right? Like, I saw the clips. The venue looked awesome. Yeah, but that was only for exactly finals. Here's my issue. Why is that your venue for one match of one of your Master Duel matches? Yeah. One of your matches for TCG OCG and one Duel Links match. Why have everybody play in one venue, play everything out to the finals, and then move the finalists over to a completely different venue? Why not take that time 
and just do all of day two in the big fancy venue that you clearly have already prepped for this event because there's no way that you have this event and that you have this venue booked and you don't have everything prepped for it in advance at least a day in advance you might get away with saying they had something on saturday we had to prep all through the night sunday night into sunday morning i guess but then you had like a four hour break between semis and finals presumably spent sending all the players to the other venue <laughs> and getting them ready yeah what why where why not push back the games that way you have time to i don't yeah and for I'm that sure. matter why can't we see any of the other games i don't have necessarily an issue with the fact that we only saw the games that we saw because what we saw were good but why can't we have streams going of all the games? Yeah. Uh, also, uh, so that we saw what we saw were good. There were some good matches, but I do have to point out that the semifinal match for TCG OCG was uh, Shifter Tikaboo uh, Tikaboo. Uh, so uh, that was very. Uh, fun. Are we talking about the uh, Sword about, Soul uh, Dragon no, Link matchup? Nope. Uh, this was uh, Jeremy Mitchell on Vanquish Soul versus Steven Santoli on Mathmic. Um, this was uh, the top eight feature match for uh OCG okay. TCG. Uh oh, okay. So that was uh that was a very sad game. <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't get all the way through that because that was That's fair. It was late a, into the night. It was and pretty, I had my I had a full case tournament to prep for. It was a it was a pretty okay. long one. I guess anyway, uh, congrats to Paulie, obviously congrats to Josh Schmidt, Quantal Think, and Emery, and of course congrats to our dueling champion whose name I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh also Wow. Top eight is all TCG players. That's yep. crazy. Wild. I'll never get over that. We uh all right, let's talk about some... new cards because we're behind. Yeah, let's we'll get we'll get speed in. Uh I guess I'll uh we'll start Hamster? Yeah, we'll start with I'll, we'll start with that. I'll take Hedgehog. that one. Because I have Hedgehog, I have, I'm sorry. I've been doing some I've I've been in the tank. Yeah, I, I think I also I'm called not surprised. this. I also called this card hamster. Um so we do have the effect for the adorable rescue hedgehog, uh, the rescued uh the, the emerging emergency rescued rescue team has uh, given uh, the, their boy hedgehog a job, uh, and I love indubitably. I love uh, Hush Deer. He's trying his best. Uh, so rescue <laughs> hedgehog, level four Earth Beast effect monster, three hundred attack, one hundred defense. As are the rest of them, hard ones per turn. One hanging on the hedge of tomorrow. That's very good. Yep, yeah. over the hedge, if you will. Yeah. Uh, you can banish this card you control. Special summon one normal monster and one effect monster from the deck that are level 3 or lower, but the same type, attribute, and level. Also, the monsters special summoned by this effect have their effects negated and are destroyed during the end phase. Um, what are your what are your thoughts about this? Because I'll, I'll save mine for, for, for a bit. So it could still be very good. It's clearly not quite as good as something like Rescue Cat is because I think Rescue Cat just generally is a full starter in most strategies that it these are played in. I do think that it's good for sure, but and it's got it's definitely 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 got some jank that it can do with it. Yes. Um, I I was going to say it, it's always going to be the second or third best rescue monster. How's that? Yeah. I think that's a pretty decent place to to put it. Um, off the top, there are some uh, 
There are definitely some decks that will probably experiment with this. Funny enough, uh, um, uh, Rika Sun Avalon and Plant may play this because this summons yeah. this summons uh, Genus Loci and Sunseed Shadow from deck. That's broken. Um, it, which is really strong. Uh, and th- it, this it's essentially, it's another copy of the starter, which if you're playing a deck that wants to max out on those copies, like you can play three die, three of this, and then three of the vanilla. Um, yeah. It, 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 you end up with some competing normals, but like, honestly, it's, it's just darn good. Um, some other uh, wild stuff. Uh, there are some synchro piles that may play this because Red Rose Dragon is a legal target. Uh, so that that starts off a, a ton of combos. Um, there's also a Carbonetan and Tracodon for people who want to like really get all in on the tuner stuff. Uh, Skull Servant will play this <laughs> because it gets Skull Servant. Uh, Zombie actually may play this because this is a one card uh, Immortal Dragon setup. Uh, it summons uh, a level two and uh, Plague Spreader Zombie, which uh, mm-hmm. which sets up some cool stuff. Um, this turns uh, Rescue, Hedgehog, and True King Lithosagem into a two-card combo instead of Litho always being a three-card combo. Uh, yeah. Because it summons Earths. So, like, the point is... Uh, and, and also, this does, like, anything you want with Fiends under the sun uh, because of um, the King of the Abyss or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. So, there's also some... There, this is also another one card is sold. It's probably better than that for Goki because this gets you uh, a sold rematch. Uh, if you go get uh, Octo Stretch, um, also uh, this also gets Rev Synchron if you use Acrobat Monkey. Um, I'll, I'll stop going down the list because there's a lot of stuff. Point is, right now it is jank. In the future, there will be something that cracks this. I feel like it's not quite as good with Rev Synchron because of the first half of Rev Synchron's effect is kind of made useless there, but it's still cool. Yeah, there's there's like point is that there is like actual legit there's a bunch of jank there is actual legitimate stuff you could use this for and i suspect someday this card will have a home where it is very busted just the fact that it grabs you know, an effect is a thing you know what's craziest if if our list follows the ocg list in any kind of way if we get glow up ball back this card's crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Literally, summon summon Loki and glow up bulb. That that goes nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and I do want to mention something, but when I remember what it is, I'll say it. So let's talk about the Fire King cards. So. Of course, let's start out with Fire King Avatar Hanuman. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Could you imagine if they did if something similar to what Magic does, where whenever we have a World Championship winner, they print their decks for first and second place in like a combo thing, and they sell it for like $30, and it's like World Championship that would be decks. Cool. Pokemon Card for card. Card for card, exactly. Now, the maybe, weird thing, maybe it's Pokemon I'm thinking of. Yeah, the weird thing, it is probably Pokemon you're thinking of. No, the weird thing, I may be misremembering this. I believe the decks that Pokemon prints, they're really cheap, but they're not legal for play. Um, oh, so, that would suck, so that is So that is one weird bit. I may be wrong about that. I think that was maybe true at one point in the past. I'll double check with the Pokemon uh, people that I know in the Necro Discord. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think that would be amazing. Because, like, it's also, like, sometimes those decks get hit, right? But... That would be a way to get people in. Like, hey, that's the thing you saw. You want to try that? Here you go. Oof. Yeah, and, and I feel like it is important to 
say some of the things that would be impactful in this list getting reprinted specifically bestial lubellion is just here right yep. mm -hmm. it would also be another printing of nibiru ash droll and effect veiler and also quick launch yep. is just kind of an expensive card now it would yeah. also include baron bestial dispater borland savage would be kinda <laughs> and nice. go talker <laughs> would be kind of nice <laughs> And that's huh? just the main and extra. We're not even talking yeah. about the side deck. Oh my goodness, dude! You're sitting on a gold mine. Oh, and not let's not even talk about the 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 chaos the chaos dragon prize card reprint. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm saying this deck. If they did that, this would go dummy. Also, let me get that sword soul structure deck. Ooh! Imagine the uh, <laughs> you get some rarity upgrades for sword soul, maybe. That would be actually an interesting incentive. Like, we'll give you rarity upgrades if you make top four at Worlds. Yeah. Ooh. Anyway. Not, not even top four. It has to be finals. Okay. Okay. This is the last one we're going to read. So there's another yeah, archetype yeah. called Valmonica, but we have run out of time. So we're going to knock out these Fire King cards because there's only three of them. Mm -hmm. These are coming in the new Fire King structure deck later this year. Fire King. Later this year for the OCG. I don't know when it's coming out for the TCG. But we're going to get the Fire King structure deck, and then we're going to do patron names. And we'll do these on the next episode. So if you want to hear about Monica, you got to come back for the next one. Whoa. So let's talk about Fire King Avatar Hanuman for again for the second time because I got diverted myself. I got distracted. Level mm -hmm. 4 Fire Beast Warrior Effect Monster. 1600 attack, 200 defense. Rekindling target. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, if you face a Fire King monster you control is destroyed by card effect. I don't know when that would happen. You can special summon this card from your hand. Two. When a spell trap card or effect is activated, quick effect, you can negate the activation, and if you do, destroy one other fire monster in your hand or face a field. That's broke. That's Wait, broken. That's wow. crazy. That's, that's really just a sick. level four dude that just negates. Wow. Yeah, and importantly, this is. I love the way that. I mean, obviously, it's like kind of generic. It has a cost to it, but you can benefit from the cost in this deck exactly. Uh, this makes it good going second, uh, which I think yeah. is it's massive for this type of design. I it's it is kind of generic ish, but it's like it's for Fire King exactly. I I, I really like it. I, it's just it's simple. It's good. Okay, so here's uh, what you're gonna do. You're gonna play your entire turn on Runic Volcanic, and then you're gonna. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. It, it can it can destroy itself is the thing, right? So you can like, if you normal summon it, then no. Oh, and no. Oh, one other fire monster. Never mind. Never mind. Has yeah. to, you have to have another fire. Uh, anyway, okay. It's okay. You'll have a volcanic shell. Continue. Shoutouts to uh, Circle of the Fire Kings because we got a new quick play spell. This is Fire King's Sacred Immolation. Uh, we're not getting that name. Uh, <laughs> you can well, only. The, the original was Flame King God oh, Heavenly man. Immolation. Oh, okay. All right. Sure. We're definitely so... not getting that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can only use uh, one of the first and second effect of this card's name per turn only once that turn. So it's one effect per turn once that turn. One. Target any uh, number of Fire King monsters you control and cards your opponent controls. Destroy them. Huh? Target any same numbers. Any same numbers of Fire King monsters you control cards. I assume this means, like, you target, like, you if you control two Fire Kings, you can target two of your opponent's cards. If you control three, yes. you can target three if it's one. Yes. That, that's nuts. Uh, two. Or if you control three, you can target one and one if you want. Any, any numbers of Fire King monsters you control and cards your opponent controls. 
No. So if I, I control no. three Fire Kings, I can activate this, and I can say, okay, I'm going to target this one and this one, and then these two cards you control. You don't have to target all cards you control and all cards oh, you party. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, makes sense. Two, if a Fire King card or cards you control will be destroyed by card effect, you can banish this card from your graveyard instead. Uh, this is obscene. This is ridiculous. Yeah, this is ridiculous. This, not only this, again, this is go great going second. This triggers the dis so this is a disruption that triggers all of your effects, um, th that sets up like destruction chains. Uh, it dodges targeted uh, interaction, uh, and in the on the off chance you don't want your fire king cards gone on a following turn, you can use this to protect them. Uh, this is unbelievable. Uh, that's really good. <laughs> this is literally about as good as it gets. Okay. Next, we have Solidarity Strike of the Fire Kings. Solidarity, we're going on strike. I love it. Let's go. <laughs> Normal Trap, you can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. One, special summon one Fire Beast Monster, one Fire Beast Warrior Monster, and one Fire Winged Beast Monster. One each from your hand, deck, and graveyard, but their effects are negated. Also, destroy them during the end phase. Two, you can banish this card from your graveyard. This turn, your opponent cannot activate cards or effects when your Fire King Monsters is normal or special summoned. By the way, Fire King Tri-Brigade about to go crazy. Huh. Yeah, this looks pretty good. Um, <laughs> this, uh, this is quiet, resigned. Yeah, this I mean, pretty good. So, <laughs> the first effect reads like TG Trident Launcher, where it, it's going to be like, you kind of have to set it up, and you have to already have something in grave. You have to have something in hand. It's not that crazy to set up. And if you're, you, like, say you summon, like, three three Fire Kings, right? You got the quick play spell. That's pop three and also trigger all three of your effects if you if you have this set up. Or right. you can summon two Fire Kings and Tribrigade Kit. And Kit, yep. And, and then and you the link off, and then you make a Fairjeet, and then you use the kit to search to send Nerval, and then you use Nerval to search Fractal, and then you use Fairjeet to summon Fractal. Yeah, and that's and crazy. The two effect also means if you pop this going second, or if you have it, oh. right? Like it, it's also a way to dodge interruption. Uh, like say, like you activate this, then you do the quick play, you pop like all your stuff. After you, like after you pop all your stuff, you chain this. And then when all of your like fire king monsters summon themselves, that you can't get like torrential or anything. There's no your opponent can't Whoa, chain. No, getting like, torrential would be a pro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't not, get not like solemn, matters, judgmented, but... or warning or striked. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think you might still be able to negate the summon, but because um, no. that, that text would have to say the summon cannot be negated, right? Kind of like uh, summon res summon response window. Yeah, I will. I'll double check that. But I mean, it's a. These cards are. These, these know, cards are broken. When you when you see cards like this for like structured deck, you're like, okay, they're revealing the other cards. I know I'm like getting ready to be disappointed. These cards are just better than the other ones that got revealed. These are ridiculous. <laughs> these cards are as good as it gets. Yep. So, all right. Well, let. That's that's crazy. Those cards are good, but we need to thank all of the patrons. Mm -hmm. So, with that said, a huge thank you to Bring Red Reboot Back to Three, Kane Martin, Zyphorus, Big Stinky, Blue Eyes is Best, Copium, Broken Boy 13, Hostess, Ding Dongs of the Yang Zing. Wait, Ding Dongs, Hostess of the Yang Zing. Do you remember when Heavy Storm was legal? Pepperidge Farm remembers. HGH Cyber. I used to play Rogue, but then my mom got a job. If Sunny was a Pokemon, he'd be a Solageo Sol because he brightens our day. Uh, Sol, 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 Sol Galeo. Sol, Sol Galeo. Sol, yeah. 
Sogaleo, because he brightens our day. Oh. Uh, is Canada Nickelback? Yes. John Leo, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Only Two Thrusts, Sorry, It's All I Had. Owen Alvarado, Pistol RX, Silver Hope, Understanding and Reading are Two Different Things, Virtually Savior's World. As anyone read Toy Vendor, it's kind of like reading Miss Scars. Aaron Gardner, Alexander Chan, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Atsuyo, Simp of the Silver Castle, Blackwing, Silver in the Ascendant is the best floodgate, Box Wine, Come On and Get Your Game On, Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, I'm about to reek a glamour to for cause these plant nuts in your mouth, Cam the Ultra Mega Hyper D-Shifter Hater. True. My favorite deck is A B C D E E Z N U T S Neshi Old Man Red Pinko One Four Three and Slaking It Up. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. And of course, as always, thank you so much for listening and have a great week, everybody. If Dimension Shifter has one thousand haters, I am one of them. If Dimension Shifter has ten thousand haters, I am one of them. If there if there is a Dimension Shifter hater alive, it's me. I screwed up the copy pasta. I also hate Dimension Shifter Cam. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.